Hello there, my name is Neil Latte coming your way with another episode of the Tax Dialogues here on 97.3 CTFM on the City Breakfast Show as well as Breakfast Daily on City TV. This is a platform where we address the key tax issues in the country just to ensure compliance among taxpayers and help reform the country's revenue mobilization agenda. This is a partnership with Oxfam Ghana. And today we are talking about corporate taxation in Ghana, how to increase corporate taxation uh, compliance as well as delve into uh, the tax exemptions regime in the country. And to help us today are still our friends from accounting and auditing firm EY as well as at Ghana Revenue Authority. In studio with me today are Benjamin Arthur, Associate Director of Tax Compliance Services at Accounting and Auditing Firm EY, and then Madame Emilia Assam, Assistant Commissioner at the Ghana Revenue Authority. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us once again. Good to see you. Same here. Thank Welcome. You. Good morning. <laughs> so the other day when we met, we spoke about digital taxation. We've also spoken about property taxation. Today we are looking mm -hmm. at corporate taxation. And for me, I know that it is a form of income tax depending on the kind of, and it is levied on companies depending on the kind of you know industry the company finds itself in even at a point the location of the company and it's an annual rate but beyond these things that i have said what more is it when it comes to you know corporate taxation i want to begin with you benjamin All right thank you very much Nick. um as you rightly said uh, corporate tax is an income tax it's assessed on the income of companies right now um this would entail any entity that is not a natural person, right? Um, in Ghana, the corporate income tax rate is 25%. This is in line with the average rate globally. Um, globally, I believe the average is somewhere around 24, 23, but it's not too far off from the average rate. Um, in Africa, however, you have the average rate sitting around um, 27%. So within the, the continent, you realize that Ghana's rate is considerably lower, right? Um, there are different kinds of rates that apply um, for other areas within the country, as you rightly mentioned. Uh, there are some locational incentives for the manufacturing industry, right? Dependent on um, how far you are from the center. Um, there are some incentives to encourage businesses to situate themselves um, outside, for the city, outside of the city centers, mm. right? There are also concessionary rates um, for certain specific um, areas of business. Um, like agriculture, waste disposal, and um, these concessionary rates apply for limited periods, after which the standard rate of 25% would apply. The periods may range anything between 7 years to 10 years. Right? Um, the hotel industry, for example, also has a reduced rate of 22%. And banks that lend to entities within the agricultural sector um, also have a reduced rate on that line of business of 20%. Mm. Um, when it comes to um, the high players, uh, for instance, uh, the mining companies, those uh, that have pull heavy muscle, and then uh, entities in the upstream petroleum sector, they also have a higher rate um, of about 35%. And this is in tandem with what exists globally, and um, where in the, the more you pull in terms of uh, revenues, uh, the higher the rate that is applied. So mm. in general, that's a, a tax rate system or uh, the rates that apply to businesses in Ghana. 
in Africa, the average rate is 27%, but here in Ghana, the standard rate is 25%, and you see that it's quite low. We're getting into the figures and do the comparison there, but the background we've given is that charged on companies annually, depending on where you find yourself and the kind of things you do. Standard yes. rate, 25%, but when it comes to the petroleum upstream and also the mining industry, that's 35%, but in between, you mentioned that some hotels and also banks that lend to, you know, agricultural sector, they have some varied rates over there. Okay, I'll come back to you for further explanation. But, Madam Assam, you are with the GRA. When we say corporate taxation, how do you people view it? All right. Corporate tax is tax. That is taxed on profits. For every entity, having done business, you have your accessible income that is the actual revenue you have generated then you take out all your expenses the allowable ones then you come to your chargeable income it is on that that you apply the tax and the general rate as you said is 25 percent when we look at corporate tax you realize that until you have made profit you will not pay the tax and that is where sometimes we have a challenge in the sense that the individual or the entity that has done business would have come out with his expenses and everything, he would have taken it out. It is only when we visit for an audit that we will establish what, whether what you declared is right or wrong. So for every person who is in business, every entity who is in business, we expect that at the end of the period, you will first beginning of the year by the end of the third month you are supposed to file your estimates the estimates is from your own assessments your self declaration on those estimates you are expected to pay make quarterly installments payment once you've done those quarterly installments we expect that at the end of the year whatever you declare will not be more than 90 percent of your estimate if it is more, then we will go in and assess you to pay additional tax because you've held on to monies that you should have started paying from the first quarter. Individual, I'm sorry, entities who make their self-estimates, we will rely on their self-estimate and expect them to pay as such. However, if you fail to make your estimates, we will give you provisional assessments. And that is where sometimes we have the biggest challenge. You give it to them, then uh, they have the right to object. But some of them will not do that until maybe mid-year, then they write. You have only 30 days to object to that assessment, giving your reasons. Then we will review based on information that we have, then determine whether that provisional assessment that you have given. But in making your estimate, you also have the right to revise. You have to revise it, and you can revise as many times before the end of the period. That is the end of the uh, year of assessment. Thank mm. you. I see. So you started with the calculation and also provided some form of assessment. So the understanding is that, well, the company must self-assess itself when it comes exactly. to it. And when there are challenges, Jerry comes in with an assessment. Yes. And if the company thinks that this assessment is not at par with what we have, the company has 30 days to you know more or less appeal that kind of assessment and you also mentioned that it is paid on quarterly basis so it means that first quarter march 
half year June and then September and then December. You are right. That's that's the explanation that you are giving. Exactly. But what steps must entities take when it comes to corporate taxation? Are you able to walk us through how you know the whole process is like for companies that want to do their corporate taxation in a manner that is in accordance with the law? All right. Once you register with GRE, we assign you tax types. If you are the entity registered for tax, then we will register you for that tax type. And what is most important is that every entity must file his returns. So just as I said earlier on, uh, an entity registered for tax will have to first file his self-assessment. Then you make your installments. And at the end of the year, you file your annual return. In making a return, uh, there are some things which are very important. All your income must be disclosed. Since you are an entity, we know that you might have business or investment. You are supposed to file your return and distinguish between your business income and your investment income. And based on these lines of revenue, you have expenses or other administrative costs that go with it. These costs are itemized and also assessed and taken out. What will be, will be left to be your profit? It is on those that you charge the tax. So the key, the key takeaway is that it is charged on profit. So if exactly. you don't make profit, there is no pay. way you are going to pay corporate taxation. Exactly. Okay, that's well understood. But Benjamin, let me come back to you. Is it all companies that pay corporate tax? Yes, there are, there are some entities that are exempt based on their line of operations, right? Um, you have uh, cases of, uh, for instance, uh, non, non-governmental organizations or not-for-profits. Um, in terms of what, um, the general balance is uh, NGOs, NGOs, right? These are entities that are charitable in nature and are, that are not basically set up for the purposes of making revenue, mm. right? So this would be an example of an entity that is not subject to tax, mm. corporate income tax. I'm, I'm asking because I want us to go into the tax exemption regime of the country okay. because it is one of the topical issues when it comes to taxation in the country. The argument is that, well, there's always this deficit that we are running. We have not been able to rake in a lot of revenue, but we keep giving out, you know, tax exemptions to companies that otherwise could have contributed their quota to, you know, the whole tax basket. And so, when we say tax exemption, what exactly do we mean? Aside from the explanation we've given in relation to non-governmental organisations, so tax exemptions are basically incentives that are given to businesses in order to encourage investment in a particular area. Right. Um, prior to the promulgation of the Exemptions Act, um, they've, they've existed, right? but they weren't well coordinated. Right? There were instances where MMDAs were granting exemptions without routing them through the appropriate process, without Parliament being aware, without the Minister of Finance being aware. So this was a big issue. Right? So um, the promulgation of the Exemptions Act in 2022 uh, was very much welcome news. Right. Uh, with the promulgation of the Exemptions Act, there is now a more streamlined process provided in the law. Right. The law provides for one, the scope of exemptions, the criteria based on which the exemptions will be granted, the method uh, through which the exemptions will be administered, as well as uh, provisions on monitoring and evaluation. So it's the whole nine yards. There's a whole system in place in the law currently to make sure that 
uh, exemptions are given to deserving persons and then there's a criteria to ensure that uh, they are properly granted and then monitored so that the necessary benefits that are being looked out for are achieved. So per the law, the exemptions, you know, take two forms. Either you're not paying the tax at all or you pay at a later date. Okay. Yeah. So the exemptions are to be agreed. Mm. So you have instances where, for instance, the strategic, in, uh, the strategic investment route where the investor or the taxpayer makes proposals right, that go through the process. So the proposals are sits with, they start with the investor. Right. And he or she determines what kind of concessions that he wants. There may be deferrals, there may be absolute waivers and stuff like that. Like that. But then the key thing to note is that they go through the process all the way to Parliament so that they are approved. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Madam Emilia, I'm, I'm asking you this question in terms of, you know, the rate, standard rate 25%, with the exception of, you know, those in the mining and petroleum upstream sector that pay you know 35 percent will you see these rates are realistic benjamin has already said that they are low but maybe you you have a different view when we look at tax rate generally you know i think the best comparison we can have will be looking at uh, africa when we look at the rates the average rates in africa is about 29.19 percent and when you look at, um, let's talk about some of the countries. Nigeria has 30%, South Africa 27%, Ghana 25 um, Togo 25 um, Malawi, um, I think uh, South Africa is 28 Am I right? They recently reduced it yeah, all right, from 28 to 27 yeah. Exactly. You know, when you look at the average rate of 29, if Ghana is doing 25, then I believe that our rate is not bad. Mm -hmm. You know, however, you know, I'm happy how you're adding, however, because I was coming <laughs> to that. If you see our rate is not bad, have you been able to reap the full benefit? When we look at um, tax revenue, we realize that when it comes to corporate tax, it's considered about average 32 percent of total revenue collected and when we look at um, 32 percent and our total um, revenue to GDP is about 14 percent where the OECD average is about 34 percent you realize that in as much as we are collecting the our rate is below the average we are not collecting much in comparison with other developed nations who have rates which are lower who are collecting more so it then means that there might be something that we are not doing right or we need to up our game and we realize that when we talk about issues that impact on revenue we've talked about the exemptions we also have issues like uh, tax evasion entities generally when they realize that uh, their taxes that they may pay based on their profit side, they will make arrangements. You know, if you if an entity decides to make arrangements, tax planning, it's acceptable. But what when it impedes, impinges on the actual tax base, then we see it more as evasion. So, GRA and for all of us Ghana, we need to look at these exemptions very well. 
in as much as we have the exemptions acts now, there's the need that we put in place mechanisms like quarterly monitoring to know whether these other economic benefits that the country hopes to reap is being achieved. Mm -hmm. And there should be some penalties that must be put in place so that if this entity is not meeting those benefits, then we can decide to blacklist them, give them some penalties, or withdraw their incentives. Because we can't lose it all. As a country, we can only develop with revenue. And if we are losing that, and we are not also reaping the benefits that is expected, then it will not be the best for the country. We always have to fall on donor agencies to come to our aid. Benjamin, do you also admit that perhaps tax exemptions are tax exemption is our being as far as this uh, corporate taxation is concerned and if so what will you advise or what will be your proposal in terms of changes to you know our, our tax exemptions regime okay um, the act was recently promulgated 2022 um, latter parts I think uh, Q4 quarter 4 of 2022 um, I think the act provides for all that needs to be done. Um, I've already mentioned that it includes provisions on monitoring and evaluation. Right? If you look at the guidelines that have been published by the Minister of Finance, there are key criteria that need to be met even after the exemptions have been granted. Right? Um, so um, it, will, it may be too early to pass judgment on the Exemptions Act. That being said, um, when it comes to corporate income tax, I think our key challenge is the fact that we are only taxing the few. That is why entities are resorting to finding uh, tax planning measures in order to minimize their tax obligations while maintaining compliance with the law. I believe um, if you look at our economy, as I've already mentioned, we are largely small to medium-sized entities that exist within the space. Right? Um, I think there's a lot more in terms of education that needs to be done so that entities, taxpayers, understand their obligations in order to comply. Let's stay with the rates, Benjamin. You yeah. mentioned that a country like South Africa recently reduced its rate from 28 to 27%. And that's not the only country. I've seen countries also varying their rates as and when. But ours has been 25% throughout. At what point will a country consider amending the rate and what informs such strategic amendment? I, I would believe that is a market-specific consideration. Right? Um, I'm not sure what the other markets considered in reducing or countries considered in reducing their rates. But indeed, um, it must be admitted that uh, the more affordable a tax, the more likely it is for people to comply. Right? So yes, definitely the rate plays a role. But then there are other considerations. Right? I've already mentioned ease of compliance. Are the laws simple enough for your average SME to understand and apply? Right. We have um, a myriad of rules where deductibility of expenses is concerned. Right. Uh, you need to be versed in these things to also apply them and then uh, be able to comply. Um, there's also the, uh, let's say, the salient issue of also um, the socio-economic benefits of compliance. Right. You would agree that um, once a taxpayer is convinced that once he pays tax, he's going to realize identifiable benefits 
from uh, his compliance, he'll be more motivated to comply. So I think um, advocacy on the part of the revenue, on the part of government, uh, as to what taxpayers funds are being used for. Um, also, um, GRE's um, efforts, which um, they must be commended uh, in terms of uh, sharing information on compliance, may be augmented. Right? Um, more, 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 more public education on tax compliance obligations. And then maybe ultimately also a simplification of some of the rules mm. where you have um, small and medium-sized entities. I so think all these will go to improve compliance. So for you, there is this correlation between low tax rate and high compliance. Is that the to an extent, it's limited. To, to an extent. So there are other factors that need to be considered. Yes. But then, yeah. Having finding a fine balance among yes. you know simplification of the rules, enforcement, as well as advocacy and education. Yes. Madam Asam, what are your quick thoughts when it comes to compliance? All right. Um, when we say a taxpayer is compliant, then we are emphasizing that the taxpayer is abiding by the rules and regulations of the tax laws. And we expect that it should be voluntary. It is not when we have, uh, we come to your premises, check your VAT invoices, come and audit you. These are using enforcement methods to achieve compliance. That is not the focus of GRE. We envisage that all our taxpayers will voluntarily comply. We expect that you file your returns on time. We expect that you pay the right amount. We expect that you issue VAT invoices when you are registered and expected to register. We expect you to file your annual returns by due date. We have, have realized that in as much as uh, there is a perception that the rate of tax has impact on a compliance level. Uh, some researches that have been done give mixed um, outcomes. Some, there is some positive correlation with the rate of the low rate of tax and high compliance. Others also emphasize that it does not really make much impact because we have a country like uh, Somalia, you know, who has a very low rate, but tax revenue from there is very not low. very low. So then the issue is, what do we do? And for GRA, I think in the past few years, we've done very well. We've tried to uh, make tax payments easier. You don't need to come to our premises to file your returns or submit a hard copy. You can file online. Some believe that uh, the government has not given much money to do any business. Uh, the environment is not conducive for our business. However, if we are all committed and we believe that uh, taxes is the only way that we can grow our economy to the extent that the government can uh, fall back and support businesses, then we will be going in the right direction. We need to pay the right taxes. Uh, we need to, as a, there's a need for um, group conformity. Mm -hmm. If we all agree that we are doing the right thing, then built in the tax system, we also have structures. If there's a likelihood, the taxpayer also believes that all this can be done and you can be identified. It's also, it also serves as a disincentive to uh, non-compliance. So I believe that we are on course. We believe that things will get better, but it is for all of us as citizens to contribute our bit. Everyone must ensure that when you are doing business with someone, ensure the person is duly registered. You can verify the 
compliance status of any entity uh, you are dealing with from the GRE office to confirm that he's actually registered. I thank you so much, Emilia Assam, mm -hmm. Assistant Commissioner at the Ghana Revenue Authority, as well as Benjamin Arthur, Associate Director, Task Compliance Services at Accounting and Auditing Firm EY. This has been another episode of the Tax Dialogues here on 97.3 CTFM and CTTV. Our discussion today centered on corporate taxation. And my name is Neil Lati Lati. Catch you same time next week. <laughs>